Chapter thirty seven of Kate Bonnet. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Kate Bonnet by Frank R. Stockton. Chapter thirty seven Bonnet and Greenway part company. It was three days after this memorable combat, for the vessels engaged in it needed considerable repairs when mr rett of charlestown sailed down the cape fear river with his five vessels the two with which he had entered it the pirate royal james and the two prizes of the latter which had waited quietly up the river to see how matters were going to turn out on the henry sailed the pirate thomas now discovered to be the notorious steed bonnet and a very quiet and respectful man he was as has been seen before bonnet was a man able to adapt himself to circumstances there never was a more demure counting-house clerk than was bonnet at belize there never was a humbler dependent than the almost unnoticed bonnet after he had joined blackbeard's fleet before charlestown and there was never a more deferential and respectful prisoner than steed bonnet on board the henry but it was really touching to see how this cursing and raging pirate deported himself as a meek and uncomplaining gentleman there was no prison-house in charlestown but steed bonnet's wicked crew including ben greenway for his captors were not making any distinctions in regard to common men taken on a pirate ship were clapped into the watch-house and a crowded and uncomfortable place it was and put under a heavy and military guard the authorities were however making distinctions where gentlemen of family and owners of landed estates were concerned no matter if they did happen to be taken on a pirate ship and major bonnet of barbados was lodged in the provost marshal's house in comfortable quarters with only two sentinels outside to make him understand he was a prisoner the capture of this celebrated pirate created a sensation in charlestown and many of the citizens were not slow to pay the unfortunate prisoner the attentions due to his former position in society he was very well satisfied with his treatment in charlestown which city he had never before had the pleasure of visiting the attentions paid to ben greenway were not pleasing sometimes he was shoved into one corner and sometimes into another he frequently had enough to eat and drink but very often this was not the case bonnet never inquired after him if he thought of him at all he hoped that he had been killed in the fight for if that were the case he would be rid of his eternal preachments greenway made known the state of his own case whenever he had a chance to do so but his complaints received no attention and he might have remained with the crew of the royal james as long as they were shut up in the watch-house had not some of the hairy cut-throats themselves taken pity upon him and assured the guards that this man was not one of them and that they knew from what they had heard him say and seen him do that there was no more determined enemy of piracy in all the western continent so it happened that after some weeks of confinement greenway was let out of the watch-house and allowed to find quarters for himself the first day the scotchman was free he went to the provost marshal's house and petitioned an interview with his old master bonnet hey ho cried the latter who was comfortably seated in a chair reading a letter and where do you come from ben greenway i had thought you were dead and buried in the cape fear river you did not think i was dead replied ben 
when I seized ye and held ye and kept ye from burying yourself in that same river. Bonnet waved his hand. No more of that, said he. I was unfortunate, but that is over now, and things have turned out better than any man could have expected. Better, exclaimed Ben. I vow I know not what that means. Bonnet laughed. He was looking very well. He was shaved and wore a neat suit of clothes. Ben Greenway, said he, you are now looking upon a man of high distinction. At this moment I am the greatest pirate on the face of the earth. Yes, Greenway, the greatest pirate on the face of the earth. I have a letter here which was received by the provost marshal, and which he gave me to read, which tells that Blackbeard, the first pirate of his age, is dead. Therefore, Ben Greenway, I take his place, and there is no living pirate greater than I am. "'And ye pride yourself on that at this moment?' asked Ben, truly amazed. "'That I do,' said Bonnet. "'And think of it, Ben Greenway, that presumptuous overbearing Blackbeard was killed, and his head brought away, sticking up on the bow of a vessel. What a rare sight that must have been, Ben. Think of his long beard all tied up with ribbons, stuck up on a bow of a ship.' "'And ye are now the head deal on earth,' said Ben. "'You can put it that way if you like,' said Bonnet. "'But I am not so looked upon in this town. "'I am an honoured person. "'I doubt very much if any prisoner in this country "'was ever treated with the distinction that is shown me, "'but I don't wonder at it. "'I have the reputation of two great pirates joined in one, "'the pirate Bonnet of the dreaded ship Revenge "'and the terrible Thomas of the Royal James. "'My man, there are people in this town who have been to me "'and who have said, that a man so famous should not even be imprisoned. I have good reason to believe that it will not be long before pardon papers are made out for me, and that I may go my way. "'And your men?' asked Greenway. "'Will they go free, or will they be hung like common pirates?' Bonnet frowned impatiently. "'I don't want to hear anything about the men,' he said. "'Of course they will be hung. What could be done with them if they were not hung? But it is entirely different with me.' I am a most respectable person, and, now that I am willing to resign my piratical career, having won in it all the glory that can come to one man, that respectability must be considered. Well, well, said the Scotchman, and when it comes to that, respectability is better for a man's soul and body than righteousness. Then I am no fit counsellor for you, Master Bonnet. And he took his leave. The next morning, when Ben Greenway left his lodging, he found the town in an uproar. The pirate Bonnet had bribed his sentinels, and with some others had escaped. Ben stood still and stamped his foot. Such infamy, such perfidy to the authorities who had treated him so well, the Scotchman could not at first imagine. But when the truth became plain to him, his face glowed, his eye burned, this vile conduct of his old master was a triumph to Ben's principles. Wickedness was wickedness, and could not be washed away by respectability. The days passed on. Bonnet was recaptured, more securely imprisoned, put upon trial, found guilty, and in spite of the efforts of the advocates of respectability, was condemned to be hung on the same spot where nearly all the members of his pirate crew had been executed. During all this time, Ben Greenway kept away from his old master. He had borne ill-treatment of every kind, but the deception practised upon him when, at his latest interview, Bonnet talked to him of his respectability, having already planned an escape and returned to his evil ways, was too much for the honest Scotchman. 
he had done with this man faithless to friend and foe to his own blood and even his own bad reputation but not quite done it was but half an hour before the time fixed for the pirate's execution that ben greenway gained access to him what cried bonnet raising his head from his hands you here i thought i had done with you ay i'm here said ben greenway i have stood by ye in good fortune and in bad fortune and i never left you no matter what happened and i told you i would follow you to the gates of hell but i could go no farther i kept my word and here i stop farewell the only comfortable thing about this business said bonnet is to know that at last i am rid of that fellow End of chapter 37